Joining us in the studio right now, a very special guest and a former friend, or at least <laughs> yes, a current yeah, friend, uh, that I've known very well Crazy. from my years in London, Ontario. You can find him, Music Josh Ross, on Twitter, right? And Facebook. And Facebook, yeah. and then on Instagram, it's Josh Ross Music. Josh Ross Music. Okay. <laughs> so, Somebody too, already too many beat Josh me to it. Yeah, exactly. Like, what? <laughs> uh, Josh Ross is in with us right now. He's got a great song called If You Were a Song. We're going to hear it uh, at the end of the chat here. But just want to say thanks for coming in, man. Man, this is so cool. It's uh, nice to see here. you, and it's got to be cool to you because you uh, either were uh, in London for a decade or what felt like a decade to yeah, me. Yeah, I mean, it felt like that. It was about almost five years, I guess. So, yeah. yeah. It's crazy coming off of the high barrier there, and I just like, I feel like I'm driving my old place. And, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's cool. Very, now, very uh, for those who don't know you <laughs> as well as I do, uh, yep. we'll set the scene a little bit. I met you first at Cowboys, where you used to Cowboys perform a match. lot. And yep. if you used to party with us at Freedom Fridays at Cowboys, Freedom Fridays. maybe you've seen uh, the Josh Ross Lady Antebellum cover, You Look Good, <laughs> uh, which DJ Danny and I used to yeah, play all the put time. it on the big screen. I remember that. You remember? I remember yeah. taking videos and just being like, oh my God, that's me. It's how, crazy. How, how often did you spend time at Cowboys? We used to, especially later, probably my second and third year, we spent a lot more time there. It was like kind of the thing to do on Fridays and yeah. Saturdays. That place was used to be packed. I haven't been there for a while, but it's, it was awesome. What was your favorite part playing music or my favorite part, which is watching people get tossed off that bull? <laughs> tossed off the bull, yeah. <laughs> you know, I actually probably only rode that bull like, actually, I only think I ever rode it once. Once, yeah. Just once? Just once. How'd you do? I did really well, but I remember being so sore the next day because like, I think I, I like scraped myself up on my one side. Oh. Like, on. But what, no, it's flying like 10 feet off the thing? They get aggressive. Yeah. Yeah, no, do. but it was, it, was, it was a lot of fun. I, I, was, I mean, I love London, so I, I, Western school, everything was... Is a, is a really fun time in my life. So, And you know the secret to mechanical bull riding, right? It's the legs, not the arms. You yes, ever seen those squeeze, guys get up squeeze. and they're, they're gripping it as yeah, hard as yeah, they ever yeah, gripped it? They get the muscle in guys seconds. in there. <laughs> yeah, no, no. It's no, it's all, all thighs, man. Yeah, it's good to see crazy. you, man. Good to see you, man. You got a great tune. Uh, so let's uh, take people through a journey. You were in London for a while, and you've been in yeah. Nashville recently yeah. doing a lot of writing, and it looks like it's uh, working out quite well. Yeah, so, I mean, brief brief story. I mean, it was a lot of sports just kind of growing up, and um, I raced motocross for 12 years, hockey, I uh, got in high school, started playing football, upgraded my courses so I could, you know, pursue football. I ended up getting a football scholarship at, at Western, which was which was really cool. And I came here, I think, in 2013 or 14 and uh, spent my my four years and at school. And, it, yeah, it was, it was really great. And, I mean, basically what happened is I had some injuries. Uh, come second year, I had an ankle surgery, and I ended up hurting it again in my third year. And just as I was going into my fourth year, I said, you know what, it's not for me. Um, and what happened was, like, in my first year, I was at uh, – it was Essex was my res and I used to, they have like a cabinet. So you have your own individual washroom in a four, four person room. And I would mount two speakers and a subwoofer on the cabinet in the washroom. And I'd go in the shower and just like crank up Jason Aldean or it was Thomas Wright a lot of time too. And just scream the songs at the top of my lungs. And my roommates would be like, you know, you're not bad, but we would actually had noise complaints like a lot. Wow. And I think I was at my last noise complaint before getting kicked out. And now he's on the rest. radio. So what were you complaining yeah. about, people? The guy's got yeah. the voice of an angel. <laughs> people are trying to study. It's like, you know, middle middle of the morning or whatever. And, so wait, when uh, were you at Western? So was it was it still homecoming or was it fake homecoming? Did that, you have that, fake that, homecoming? That happened, I think, uh, either my last year there or my third year there. So, so they switched that, it and made that it fake switch, homecoming. Yeah, when they got rid of homecoming. And, yeah. yeah, crazy. Yeah. I mean, just let the kids have fun. I mean, I, I got to have my time. I climbed on roofs and jumped and did whatever I had to do. Well, I remember doing that as a kid, too. And I get that things are dangerous and we yeah. got to take care of kids and whatever. I just find the whole thing stupid. Just pick a day yeah. and we'll all party on the same day. And then it's done with. Yeah. But not really a Western. It's never done with. <laughs> well, again, well, it's funny. Maybe maybe you'll agree with me, maybe not. I know we're a little off topic, but I, I just find it amusing. Like, okay, we'll push back homecoming to the kids don't party. So they won't party. Yeah, so it's, but so now it's they party cold. for fake homecoming. And if we just had the alumni... Yeah. And the kids on the same weekend, maybe they'd be a little more yeah. under control. I mean, really, really, there. it's a blessing because they created two homecomings. Yeah. 
So well, I mean, it's a blessing for the kids who want to party. Exactly. <laughs> for me and my street and the garbage yeah. I got to pick up. Uh, I've seen some pictures. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty bad. But yeah, yeah. yeah, so I mean, I spent a lot of time here, and then yeah, I got the injuries, and then I just decided in that time that music was going to be my thing. And uh, before going to my fourth year, I said to the, the girls with at the time that I, I didn't want to pursue music anymore, or sorry, football anymore. And music's music's my new thing. And I, I just uh, the longevity of the football career was was kind of heading down the drain, and, yeah. and I was really enjoying this music thing a lot and just writing and my, kind of my feelings. And I had a buddy too, uh, Will, who was actually quarterback at, at Western on the football team. And we even did like a brief duo for a quick moment um, and kind of released a song on iTunes and before knowing anything about music at all. <laughs> I look back and it, it's, it, it's actually a great song. And, and, but the, you know, it was just so much, it was, I was so innocent. Yeah. You know, he just didn't, I it didn't happens. know a lot. So. It happens. Yeah. I got a song on iTunes too. Yeah. And, and I don't let anybody find it. No? <laughs> yeah. probably, it's a rap song. Right? Go, go <laughs> ahead and find it. Oh, I've been telling people, I have been telling people that for seven straight years that I have a rap song on iTunes. Nobody's still on it there. Go ahead. All go right. ahead and find it. Right. Be the guy. Be the guy. I'm a search. <laughs> I'm a search. <laughs> now, I just want to uh, yeah. point out something to you here. Sure. Uh, so you had a sports career. Yep. You're a good-looking dude with the voice of an angel. You're basically Sam Hunt is, is okay. what you are right now, hanging out with well, us. I mean, I, I'm, I'm trying I to set the scene for people no, listening. No, no, I, I appreciate that. I mean, I mean, Sam's a really cool dude. And you know, the cool part, part of him is he's a songwriter. And he's yeah. such a great songwriter. And that's the best part about Sam. That's what yeah, people overlook. And that's, uh, for me, that's something I've really been focusing on and spending a lot of time traveling and going to Nashville and writing. And I just, I love that side of it also. Um, obviously, performing and doing these things are really, really cool. Yeah. Um, but kind of being locked away or being with another person writing songs is a really neat experience, too. So I dig it. Yeah. I dig it, man. You're, you're a songwriter for sure, and I will personally vouch for your acoustic sets because I've heard them live uh, myself. Uh, things look to be going very good. So tell us about If You Were a Song, the single we're currently pushing at radio, your yeah. debut yes, radio single. Yes, yes, yes. So that, that happened kind of quick. So, I mean, brief rundown. Uh, after all the football stuff, 2017, I did a lot of emerging artist showcases, Boots and Hearts. I did a cover video of uh, an Aaron Goodvin song called Don't Ever Let Go, which was on his one of his first uh, records. And um, his mom retweeted it, and that kind of got Aaron and I uh, connected and that led me to Aaron being like, hey, you should come down to Nashville and maybe start writing songs. And um, so Aaron got so busy with Lonely Drum and his artist side of things that he actually couldn't produce my record. So on, uh, it was actually my, my family and my girlfriend and I went down on New Year's of 2017. So it was January 1st of 2018. I sat in a Starbucks um, with a guy named Greg Bates, who's down in Nashville, had a great artist career, and said, I'm going to commit to coming down here every two months for a week and we're going to write. And build this project and uh november of last year i cut five songs in Nashville. uh came back uh up here to canada uh met rob and ted and kind of was starting to put the team together and we decided to not use any of those five songs and it's not that there's anything with those songs it's just um one was to do with regulations and where you record things and all that kind of stuff absolutely yeah um and then two is we didn't we, we kind of have like a an idea of what we want to shape things like and um so basically this song was actually pitched to me when I first, my first trip to Nashville, Greg pitches me because it's written by Greg Bates and uh, Jameson Rogers. And, uh, definitely know those guys. We saw him a lot of music all yeah, a yeah. year or two ago. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, so, so that ended up being, if you're a song, uh, two months ago, I recorded it with Jason Berry. And then a month ago, we put it out on like the streaming platforms and stuff like that. And then September 30th, it came to radio. So Dude, you just name dropped some heavy hitting names in this good, industry. Good people. Man. It's funny, you know, what, as a, as a, as a kid and being so new, I didn't even know a lot of the, like these people you know, necessarily were. And Nashville's such a, like a tight community of, I mean, Jameson Rogers is now like doing some really great stuff. Yeah. I think he's got a song on that Hicks tape too that came out with Hardy, which is really crazy. And, but really good people. And I think for me, 
so far. And Aaron and his wife, Victoria, you know, it's just been, I've been very fortunate to be around really good influential people. So yeah. yeah. Even the most talented of us still need to surround ourselves with other talented people to, to get that best out of us. Yeah. I, mean? I think if you're, it doesn't matter if you're Tim McGraw or any of those, yeah. you know, type of people, it's people say you are who you surround yourself with or however that goes. And I, I kind of believe in that a bit for sure. Yeah. So you brought yeah. it full circle too. Uh, fair, uh, fair point reference here. You were talking to Aaron Goodwin uh, three weeks ago. I had him all wasty at Cowboys, just oh, yeah. like we were talking yeah. about earlier. Here. Yeah, no, he's <laughs> man. Aaron's so, so cool. And then there's an example of a guy that that yeah. has worked so hard tirelessly, since, both since, songwriter and oh as artist, man, right? since he was like a, a kid, you yeah. know. And he got to Nashville probably I think it's over ten years ago now. You know, he won his first CCMA I think last year for songwriter, and yeah. that's that's awesome. And for me to see that, that's that's hard work. And Aaron's been around, so he knows, you know here's a good opportunity, here's not, and maybe pursue this or maybe don't pursue that. And he's been really great with me with that. And I can pick up the phone and, you know, ask him a question and stuff like that. So That's awesome, man. Yeah. Things look like be going really good. So you had five songs, you came back, you've chosen this song instead. So yeah. why? What stuck out to, about this one to you? So I actually had an idea for a song, uh, similar-ish title, and it was supposed to be more of a ballad. And it was about a girl being like a song. And um, so when I heard this originally, I, I, I passed on it because I was very... I was very trying to, to make sure that all the songs on the project I had to co-write on or I had written alone on my on my own. And um, so I kind of just passed it right off the beginning. So when we came back around, uh, we were going to search for a new song and I was trying to write like crazy. I was trying to think, okay, what can I write? What can I come up with? And I think with having that pressure on, on me going, hey, I got to deliver something in like a month to go in the studio with, I just, I was having a hard time uh, coming up with the song. And, and I said, and I went back on the pitch songs and I said, you know what, this is the one. And it just, it for me, it fits. It's something that I feel I would I would have wrote and it's very clever it's simple easy to sing to and I think that you know people can gravitate towards that so dude awesome yeah. dude, you I feel like you're a veteran uh uh, uh interviewee right now yeah. you've been doing this for a while you've been on the road on the radio tour for a bit though right um this I mean this is the first uh, like full week yeah, yeah we started in Ottawa I think we're at 2600 kilometers coming into yeah. today so that's enough for me right cool. there I, I go out east next week I'm I'm just it I'm honestly just enjoying it all I said to Kyle who's with me here today yeah. playing the guitar with me um you know, the day that I ever complain about this, like smack me in the back of the head because I'm very fortunate to be doing what I'm doing and I'm absolutely loving it. So I'm holding you to that, Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. dude, it's good to see you and it's good to hear that so many amazing things are happening around you. I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. Got a all good the support. Team. The support from London is just awesome because, I mean, this is second home for me. So if not the home, yeah, you know, this was my first home, actually. When you look at it like that, it's the first place I played for a rent and. Well, we're going to need to just start uh, booking some shows for you then. Because I was checking the website. I didn't see too much online Not, not tons coming up. Um, we were looking at maybe doing something with the team, maybe come playoffs time, yeah. uh, hint, hint. But uh, other than that. I love when people drop hints. That's yeah, fantastic. We'll, we'll because it also leads us to the follow-up conversation yes, the next yeah, time. There right? we are. Yeah. So, I mean, and then next year for sure, we're kind of working with new teams and getting the team together for, for that kind of stuff. So, cool. Yeah. So uh, you mentioned five songs and then you chose this one instead. Are those five, five songs ever going to see the light of day? Yes. Oh, most definitely. Yeah. I would not. Uh, one, um, for people that don't know, Music can be very expensive, and I spent a lot of time and hard-earned money um, on those songs, and they're awesome. I'm very, very proud of them. Um, I remember getting the mixes back and just bawling my eyes out because I just couldn't believe it was actually my stuff for the first awesome. time. And um, it has a certain spot for me, and definitely the next single will be coming off that. So very oh, exciting. cool. Yeah. Cool. And is there a chance that we're looking at a full project eventually, or are you the type of guy that's going to be looking at the singles think, in the new world? I think for music? sure we're going to do two singles. I don't know if there'll be a third. I mean... I'm not fully the best to know that kind of stuff. There are people that kind of watch that stuff a lot better than, than myself. Yeah. Um, but an EP for sure. And, cool. and then hopefully, you know, album. That'd be kind of cool. I can't believe that someday I might have like 12 songs out or something like that. Dude. Crazy. And, and the best is the crazy. smile that comes across yeah. your face as you imagine it. Look at the, look at the yeah. look on his face. Crazy. I love it. Super cool. Dude, things are Thank happening you for you. very, very much. Congratulations. Appreciate it. Talk soon.
For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.